The East India Company is a bridge which connects the pre-modern with the modern period in history, and Tirthankar Roy's book is a slim, elegant, and authoritative guide for someone who wishes to make the crossing. His volume is part of a multi-volume history series by Penguin on the great business and economic ideas that have shaped commerce on the Indian subcontinent. Leading contemporary scholars will interpret these ideas in a lively, sharp, and authoritative manner for the intelligent reader with no prior background in the field. Each slender volume recounts the romance and adventure of business enterprise in the bazaar or on the high seas along a 5,000-mile coastline. Based generally on a close examination of one or more classical texts, each author offers an enduring perspective on business and economic enterprise in the past, avoiding the pitfall of simplistically cataloging a set of lessons for today. The value of the exercise, I believe, is to promote in the reader a longer-term sensibility which can help one to understand the material basis for our present human condition and to think sensibly about the future. Taken together, the series as a whole celebrates the ideal captured in the Sanskrit word artha, material well-being, which was one of the aims of the classical Indian life. The books in this series range over a vast territory, beginning with a commentary on the 2,000-year-old art of wealth, the Arthashastra, by the renowned Tom Troutman, and ending with the Bombay Plan, drawn up by eminent industrialists in 1944-45, who wrestled with the proper roles of the public and private sectors, recounted for us vividly by Meda Kudaisya. In between is a veritable feast. Four sparkling volumes cover the ancient and early medieval periods. Gregory Chopin presents the business model of early Buddhist monasticism based on the Mula Sarvastivada Vinaya. Kanakalata Mukhand takes us into the world of the Tamil merchant drawn from the epics Silapadikaram and Manimakalai to the end of the Chola Empire. Himanshu Prabhare transfers us to the maritime trading world of the western Indian Ocean along the Kanara and Gujarat coasts, using the Sanskrit Lekapadati, written in Gujarati, and Arshya Sattar recounts the brilliant adventures of The Mouse Merchant and other tales based on Katasarita Sagara and other sources. Scott Levi takes off into the early modern period with the saga of Multani traders in caravans through Central Asia, rooted in the work of Zia al-Din Barani's Tariq Firuz Shahi and Jean-Baptiste Tavernier. The celebrated Sanjay Subramaniam and Muzafir Alam take us into the world of sultans, shopkeepers, and portfolio capitalists in Mughal India. Ishan Chakrabarti traces the ethically individualistic world of Banarsidas, a Jain merchant in Mughal times, via his diary, Arda Katanak. This present volume on the East India Company is, of course, our passage into the modern world. In another volume, the distinguished Lakshmi Subramanyam recounts the ups and downs in the adventurous lives of three great merchants of Bombay, Darwadi Arjunji Nathji, Jamsit Chikjijiboy, and Prem Chandraikshand. Anuradha Kumar creates a narrative on the building of railways in 19th century India through the eyes of those who built them. Chaya Goswami dives deep into the Indian Ocean to recount the tale of Kachi Enterprise in the triangle between Zanzibar, Muscat, and Mandvi. 
Tom Timberg revisits the bold, risk-taking world of the Marvaris, and Raman Mahadev describes Natukotai Chetia's search for fortune. Vikramjeet Banerjee rounds up the series with competing visions of prosperity among men who fought for India's freedom in the early 20th century via the works of Gandhi, Vivekananda, Nehru, Ambedkar, and others. The privilege of reading most of the rich and diverse volumes in this series has left me, one reader, with a sense of wonder at the vivid, dynamic, and illustrious role played by trade and economic enterprise in advancing Indian civilization.